0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Wrap brought to you by Crowcast, of course. And it's good to have you all with us. Uh, joining me as usual is Maca. How are you going, Mac? Oh,
1: very good, thanks, mate. We've had a win, and Port have had their arse kicked, so you know, <laughs> yeah. it's a nice world at the moment. It's
0: better than last week. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, and uh, Nicky, how are you going, Nick?
2: I've got a nice warm cup of tea, so I'm doing good.
0: Well, that's always good to hear. And uh, did you, uh, both of you, watch much of the footy this
1: weekend? Uh, I, well, I think I watched about just about every game that's possible to be watched. <laughs> um,
2: I watched little bits and pieces, but nothing today um, until uh, I listened from half time in the port game um, driving home, and that was kind of amusing.
0: Yeah. Always amusing uh when port lose anyway, let's hook right into it and get into the scores, shall we Some of those that work for you. oh. You know, I was just saying to you off air, Mac, that I've pretty much had a footy-free weekend, and I realised about an hour ago that included uh, not putting in my footy tips this week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but you were on the bottom though, weren't you? No,
0: not in the crow cars one. Oh, no, I was, I'm sorry, that was the dream. That's team. That's the man. dream team. <laughs> uh, I was actually about four off the pace at the, in the, in the big one that I'm in, and I That's just it. that was completely right. Four off, completely yeah. forgot. Anyway. So I don't care about the results But let's go through them anyway (laughs) Uh, And it started with Friday night uh, A bit of a boil over uh, Collingwood coming back from a few down uh, Apparently and getting up by a point Over there Uh, Collingwood 11-12-78 to West Coast 12-5-77 A bit of a classic
1: It was actually a first class game to watch And it was played by two Teams that are both Both of a quality good enough to play In Grand Finals and uh and that's how this game was played. And, uh, you know, to Collingwood's credit, to, to go they have been down their form, uh, they've only been on uh, about one or two cylinders and playing one or two quarters here and there. But uh, they went over there and to, to beat Perth West Coast at Perth it is it takes a lot to beat Perth to them over there, and uh, it was a classical game, and they just managed to sneak in by a very very small margin at one point. Good game, excellent game, first fast
2: there's a small problem for Collingwood, though, because Pendlebury's gone in for surgery on his finger. They're hopeful that he'll be back for finals.
1: Uh, he did something with his finger and he played on with it. And he, they <laughs> I saw them wrap it very primitively in some tape, um, but I didn't realise it was that serious, Nicky.
2: Yeah, no, he went in for surgery today.
0: Yeah, and I think he's done that before, hasn't he, that finger?
1: He has. It's it's a. Uh, a reinju
0: rein yeah. if you like, yeah, 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 so not good news for them, but a very good win uh and keeps them around the mark uh in terms of top four, so uh, uh a win's a win, and a win over there is a very good win, uh Saturday, bloody Carlton, what the hell's going on, macca uh nine goals fifteen sixty nine to Sydney, eight goals fourteen sixty two a margin of seven points, and Carlton just marching up the ladder at the moment. <laughs>
1: I know, and they are really shitting me. They are, but um, but I have been warning for weeks that they are a lot better than they were playing early in the piece. And yes. when you look at the players they've had spread around the, the actually their team, they're, and they're starting to gel a bit as a team now that Teague's in charge. Um, I fear they're going to win another couple as well before the season's out. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they. I'm sure they will. Maybe yes. Um, well, who knows? Who knows? Um, We'll have to be on it, you know, because they do have some quality players. Uh, Sydney, on the other hand, they're well. It isn't, doesn't take a lot to beat Sydney these days. They try very, very hard, but when you look at it, uh, without Buddy up forward, they really don't have a proper forward line. Uh, their midfield is getting old, and uh, there's only one or two players in there that can. Parker's playing fantastically, but he's not getting a lot of support in the midfield. Um, and defence not too bad, but. They're a team that's rebuilding. And, uh, uh, well, at this stage, uh, Longmire, he's, got, got a, he's recommitted to the club and he's got a fair job ahead of him, I reckon.
2: I think that was one of the stupidest decisions they made was actually recommitting Longmire for a further three years. He's still got next year to run on his contract. So that's actually um, four years. Um, he'll still be apparently in charge of Sydney. And we've seen this year that they're actually they're not rebuilding. They thought they were... They, they do like us. They try and keep um, in finals, et cetera. But as you pointed out, Maka, I started watching that game, and my God, it was just atrocious. I switched <laughs> over to the Hawthorne Fremantle one because it was way better quality of football.
1: Well, you're quite right about that. It. it wasn't a good grade of football, but... Uh sadly, the better bits of football came from Carlton. So uh, that's, how, that's what, just why they won the game.
0: Yeah, I must admit, I'm a bit like you, Nick. I, I was very surprised that Sydney went so early on Longmire. Um, and I wonder if that would have been a similar story had Stewie Jew still been sitting in the, in the co-pilot seat. Um, because maybe it's more of an indication that they don't think there's anyone else that's any good around the place at the moment.
1: Well, I think North Melbourne made a a concrete offer to him as well. So they had to either match it, beat it, or uh, he may well have said, um, unless I get this or that, I'm going. Well, he can't go. He's contracted. Yeah, but they just break they break contracts all over well,
0: the place. No, no, no. You can you can only break contract by a mutual agreement, unless he had some sort of an out clause. So Sydney could have just held him to his contract. It's not like players that can ask for trades and all that sort of stuff. Co- coaches have to see out their contracts unless there's a mutual agreement to terminate. And it makes me wonder why Sydney would have would have not just sat and held um, and made Longmire um, sit it out.
1: So, I, uh, because. Yeah, but there is a downside to that in the sense, and you're quite right. Legally, they can do that. And, mm. the, and he has to stay there. But if you've got somebody who wants to go and uh, you're going to make him stay, you're not going to get the best out of him. So, and I think that's why if he'd really pushed the issue, he could have done it. But uh, anyhow, that's not to be. They've decided to keep him, and uh, I think that'll be their problem in the long run.
0: Yep. Uh, Hawthorne uh, also taking care of Fremantle. Fremantle starting to tail off a bit in the last month, a bit like us. Um, Hawthorne, 12-12-84 to Frio, 8 They're a margin
1: of 31 points. Well, I did see an article where somebody said that Frio uh, are now currently the second-worst team in the competition. And if they took Matt 5 out of that particular team, that would be pretty right. They don't have a lot else to get really inspired about. Um, And I know they've got some injuries, but everybody's got some injuries, so that's not an excuse. And Hawthorne, I don't know how Clarkson does. He just somehow gets them up to win enough games, but the problem with them, of course, they'll finish up, like Nicky said, around the middle of the ladder and uh, they won't get the hold of a a real top draft pick. I
2: think Nicky's gone home. Oh, there she is. No, I'm here. They're, they're They're too fond of trading away any of the higher draft picks they get anyhow. Um, Wait,
1: they said they're going to keep it this year, Nick.
2: Well, they have to um, because of they've traded out so many. Of to they have two years in a row, years. Years. yeah. Yeah, although that that um,
0: that rule gets bent. Uh,
2: it does when it of, needs to, it
0: doesn't, need... it, doesn't it?
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mostly if it's <coughs> Geelong. Yeah, that's right. Um, the, the well that that game actually wasn't too bad because even though like Frio didn't. Score so much at the start. They then got themselves back into the game, um, so they did show some fight. But it, it was down in Tasmania. They, I don't think anybody would have tipped Fremantle down there. No, uh, the last time that. they won a game down there, it had to be on a Tuesday, um, which was after the where, where we had Siren Gate.
0: Yeah, but yeah.
2: That's the only game they've ever won, won down in Tasmania, and they've played there quite a bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, They are tailing off a bit though and they'll have to get a wriggle on if they're going to keep in touch uh, with any sort of reasonable finals chance because uh, there's a fair bunch of teams starting to line up, sort of 6-12 to so uh, teams want to be careful Uh, Speaking of those teams uh, it was a battle between two of them Essendon and North and the Bombers getting up uh, by 5 points in the end uh, 12-14-86 to
1: North 12-9-81 Excellent game to watch because uh, both of these sides are uh, sides that, that can, on their day, trouble anybody. And uh, uh, North Melbourne and uh, that brilliant Orator Reese, uh, they but they but they <laughs> up made damn good football, damn good football. And Essendon, uh, there's two things I want to. I really got out of the game that uh, I, I think the Adelaide Football Club should have a very good look at. And the first one is uh, Dylan Clark. The tagger for Essendon, um, Cunnington, who's the uh, driving force in the North Melbourne Football Club, he had 15 positions, three kicks and 12 handballs. The yeah. 12 handballs were being grabbed and tackled by Clark every time. Yeah. And Clark is a brilliant tagger because he doesn't do all the nasty, unnecessary stuff that anybody does. He just sits so just stands behind the player that he's going to tag. Yeah. And every time he gets to the finish of the ball, he just grabs him. Yeah,
0: a bit and like I Robert Shirley used to play that. like that.
1: And I thought it was a brilliant uh, game from, from Clark and uh, uh, a big contribution to Will Justin winning. And the other factor was they had two players coming out of their defence. Uh, the one they picked from Gold Coast... Um, and the one that the, and the Irishman, they've got massive speed, absolute massive speed. And once they get hold of the ball and they run full pace and kick the ball very, very quickly into the forward lines, it's really chaos balls and, uh, Essendon scored a lot from those particular things. So there's two things. I think a full, uh, you know, hard tag, a good hard tag is definitely a necessity these days, as, as is pace, in, as we move the ball in the forward line.
2: Um, yeah they do that chaos ball but it, if they can come up if you can have a team that slows them down then they're in trouble because they don't have any system apart from chaos um so that's the that's the one downside um for president it was it was actually more a great game from um, McDonald Tip and Woody he's he won them the game um oh chaos. he was
1: really that forward wasn't he uh,
2: Absolutely, but he was running back and forth. So as soon as you actually shut him out, Essendon absolutely struggled. And North, I tipped them, the bastards. Um, <laughs> so but, did I. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they missed so many easy set shots. They were absolutely controlling that game, and it's bad kicking is bad football. But the problem we've got for Essendon is Hurley's done his AC.
1: Yep. Uh, um, Sardin McKenna were the two players I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. now miss him, Hurley.
2: Very much so because um, Hooker was injured and was having so much trouble and North didn't quite capitalise um, as well as they should have uh, on that um, because they had to put Hooker onto Brown and he just couldn't go with him. But Brown was his normal, I'm going to run an entire cricket pitch length and <laughs> then miss the ball.
0: <laughs> Yes, well, uh, they're going to be an interesting opponent next week, Essendon, but we'll get to that. Uh, Then, of course, we had uh, St Kilda and uh, uh, Geelong. St Kilda staying in the game for a while. Geelong never really had it their own way, but by the same token, always looked as if they were going to win it. 12-12-84 to the Saints, 8-9-57. Yeah, the one
1: game I didn't see uh, for the weekend, obviously for obvious reasons, watching Adelaide and, and the Gold Coast. So, uh, but uh, I think good effort by St Kilda to finish as close to Geelong as that, but I still don't think it will save the coach. No, I don't think so either.
0: And then today...
2: Nothing to say, didn't say it.
0: Thank you, Nicky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> today, today Richmond uh, carrying on their resurgence. Uh, uh, Thirteen, And what's going on with the Giants? Uh, Richmond, 13-16-94, uh, defeating... The Giants 9-13-67 The Tigers by twenty seven, and the Giants another team that seems to be just just fading slightly for some reason. They don't. It's not. I don't think it's personnel. I don't know what it is. Leon Cameron maybe. Uh,
2: so problem uh, uh, when Cornelio p- does his uh, knee, and they haven't ruled out ACL. Yeah, yeah. Look,
1: look. Yeah, 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 look I think it,
2: was it about five minutes into the game, Macker? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But but that, he, you got to. He got, got a duck egg because it happened right at the beginning of the game, and um, uh, he came out very heavily bandaged. He was very heavily bandaged. And he played on last week, and um, I, I was curious and wonder what sort of injury it is to have your knee heavily bandaged and um, and then you start off like that. But uh, it, when he did his when he did actually do the injury that, that forced him to come off, um, he was doing nothing. He was just taking. On his own, uh, not contesting, just starting to take a, a run. Took one stride and then he just couldn't put any weight back on it. and uh, It does look like a serious injury. Uh, I, the, I slightly disagree with the fan about the personnel aspect of it because uh, Winfield, who probably is just about the best player in the, in the comp when he's on, he hasn't been around for a month. Um, Kelly, he did his calf, last I think it was last week. Uh, and now we've got Cornelio... He, he was unavailable this week. Uh, he was there, but he did, didn't play virtually. Um, so I think if you took a Kelly and a Cornelio out of any side, it, they'd struggle a little bit because they're probably two of the very, very classiest players in the competition. So, we're,
0: um, not, we're not talking about any side, though. We're talking about a team who's had 348 first-round
1: picks in their in their <laughs> short life. So you'd think they'd have a bit of depth, wouldn't you? <laughs> you'd think so. Um, I think, but I do think you know and you i think you raised it last week they just they seem to be a team that don't have a killer instinct that they just don't have that desperation that some teams have and i think that's their one of their weaknesses right oh, always I has been
2: playing richmond they seem to find it against richmond
0: yeah not this week uh anyway
2: uh, at home they have
0: yeah uh look i the, the Giants lack spirit uh always has always been the knock hasn't it they have a yep. very talented team that's lack spirit. We thought early, early in the season it looked like they had a bit of fire in the belly, uh, but they have really tailed off in my opinion. Um, anyway, uh, Western Bulldogs are getting up over Melbourne. Melbourne having a horror season. Western Bulldogs 10 goals, 14-74 to the D's 9-12-66, a margin of eight points.
1: Yes, and Dunkley getting a, a dream team score that a cricketer would be very proud of. Uh 168 or something like that. Bloody hell. Uh, yeah, uh, massive game from him and the, the usual other sus- suspects Tell him. They've got a mighty midfield out of the Bulldogs and uh, look, they, I, I, will, I have a lot of respect for the Bulldogs. I, I don't like their Coke beverage. That's pretty well known. I don't think many people do. Um, but you have to respect the fact that it is a team that plays pretty hard football and they do try their guts out. And I think they just well, and then not a game of over, overly high quality. They did out them.
0: <coughs> Nothing, Nick? Nothing. No, right. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, look, finally, apart from our game, uh, the second-best result of the round uh, in front of a, a staggering 33,000. 33,000
1: uh, people. Uh amazing thing, where where they hide 30 of them. That's what I <laughs> like. <Yeah. laughs>
0: Uh, Brisbane Lions storming home to win by 48 points. 14 goals, 13-97. After a seven-goal uh, blitz in the first quarter, pretty much shut Port out. Uh, Port only scoring six thirteen for the match, 49. A margin of 48 points. Uh, the Lions
1: looking really good. Well, they played very, very good footy. Uh, the one thing I'd like to know is what Ken Hinckley's words are going to be this week because two weeks ago, he said that this group was untrustworthy. And then when they beat us in the showdown, he's, Ken Hickney says, I believe in this group. Mm. And now they've had their asses. kicked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think you'd better come out and say they're untrustworthy again. No,
0: no, no. He's probably uh, going to say he, they're unbelievably trustworthy.
1: So <laughs> they a bit from both sides. Well, they, they were terrible. They, they honestly were terrible. And every bit of good quality football they showed against us all that was missing uh, in this particular game. Um, the, the, you know, the Lions did seize the initiative early, but the movement of the ball by Port Adelaide was terrible—absolutely shocking. Whereas they were,
2: they were again, trying to play dry weather football in that weather. Well,
1: they were, they were trying
2: handball, like the handball runs and everything. You don't handball in the wet; you just don't.
1: They look—they like really were pathetic. They were almost Gold Coast like today, um, and. You just wondered where did the hell did they play so good against us? And they have been doing this this yo-yo effect now mm. um, they, well, since they, round eight. They say since round eight, but if you look at uh, yep. before round eight, Nicky, it was two wins, two losses, two wins, two losses. <laughs> then they decided to do it singly: one win, one win, one <laughs> loss. So it's a massive yo-yo effect, and uh, a very well, I, I'd say they are an untrustworthy team. And today they have got the bad port Adelaide. And the Brian, and, look, all credit to Brisbane Lions. Can't take anything away from them at all. This, now, they are an example of what the AFL, if they want to keep that miserable uh, team up at the Gold Coast up there, they've got to do something to make a set-up like they did uh, and the whole club. Not give draft picks willy-nilly to them. Just give them uh, a proper structure or move them to Tasmania so they probably should.
0: Nothing, Nick.
2: No, I think Macca kind of covered it off quite well there. Right. Um, the only th- the only thing I'd say is that even though Brisbane are doing quite well this year, their crowds are down. I think I think there's massive problems in terms of people actually wanting to go and watch either of those two Brisbane teams. Oh,
0: I think I think uh, Brisbane will catch on again. Uh, you know, Queensland teams are funny and it is not a footy state and I, I, I think the best thing they can do, and this is a Tuesday night live discussion so we won't get too heavily into it right now, but I think the best thing that they can do for Brisbane is to fold Go Gold Coast. It's an yep. absolute yeah. waste of space. Like, you know, those kids are, are drowning up there. Uh, they're not interested. They've got no spirit. Um, and uh, why dilute the product? Uh, they'd be much better off having one strong team Um, than two average ones Uh, anyway as I said that's a a subject for Tuesday night but uh, um, yeah that game that we had on the weekend and we might as well move to that game oh no let's just have a look at the ladder quickly um, because it does make for some interesting reading as it just comes up on my screen Uh, so the cat's still in front two games clear on 52 points uh, and then things tightening up. Um, Collingwood, Brisbane, and West Coast all on forty-four points, and all pretty close percentage-wise. Uh, and importantly, no blowouts apart from Geelong in terms of percentage. So uh, win losses is going to is going to uh, be really important because percentage uh, is quite close. Uh, Richmond moving up. Quietly to fifth, uh, and regaining players and a bit of form. They got Port next week too, so uh, that'll be interesting. The Giants slipping to sixth. Uh, Adelaide holding steady at seventh, also on thirty six points. With Essendon in the eight now on thirty six points as well. Um, Port slipping out of the eight, along with Western Bulldogs, who was quietly just creeping up. The Bulldogs. Thirty-two points. Yeah. Unfortunately, not a great percentage. Only ninety-four and a half. But just sneaking up. And if they just keep winning, they've got the Saints next week. You'd think that that would be another win. Yes. Um. You know. Uh, put it this way: if the Crows uh, and Richmond win next week, the and wind and um, the Bulldogs win they're in the eight. Um, so that's very interesting Hawthorne on 28 along with North Melbourne and Frio really starting to struggle both wind loss and also percentage down to 96% uh, and lost the last four in a row and you'd say on that form not only are they in danger of missing the eight but uh, Rossi Lyon surely they must have had enough now Ross Lyon I reckon i have
1: extended his bloody contract
0: I can't believe it I didn't know that Maka but why would you
1: no, that's, I'm sure I heard it out in the chat. They might know better than me, but I, th- I thought they extended his contract for two or three years. Mm, goodness And they,
2: they were talking about adding Kelly into that. Um, the, you know, There's still the talk about Kelly coming back home from Geelong. Mm. And they go, oh, yeah, Frio's in the box seat for this. And it's like, do you guys actually not understand the fact that Ross Lyon told Kelly to his face that he's not good enough yeah. for AFL, which is why Kelly only asked to be traded to West Coast. Yeah. Um, he would go to Fremantle, I think, quite happily.
0: If Ross wasn't if, there.
2: Yeah, if Ross wasn't there.
0: Yeah. yeah, so they're in a bit of strife, I think, Free uh, Sydney and Saints on 24 points, uh, but poles apart, really. Uh, and Melbourne having the worst season. How, how do you reckon Goody's going? Do, he would have to only have one season... After this, to, to drag the the Melbourne uh, Football Club up by the bootstraps, of the, they're back where they were. You know, yeah, all, all that work that Paul Rose did, and and the handover to Goodwin, and all the rest of them, they're back where they were.
1: Well, you put it this way, I would say that you say by about round eight, round ten, around about there. If they were say like two and six, or three and seven, or something like that, um, I wouldn't like to be Goody. I don't. I think he could not. You know, he would be might be one of those coaches that don't see the season out. Yep, he's got to be under he's got to be under the microscope. Gotcha.
2: No, quite honestly, I don't think he should be involved in coaching because of um, the involvement he had in that Essendon drug saga. Um, I personally think he's somebody who should have just been banned um, because he put players in jeopardy. Um, well,
0: you don't know that, Nick. So.
2: Yeah. He, I know he's one of the coaching staff. He was responsible for that program. Um,
0: well, well, no, you don't know that. No, we don't. So do that. let's yeah, just let's yeah. just smash a bunch of allegedlies around there. Uh, yeah, because you don't you don't know that. Uh, I mean, John oh, yeah. Worstwell. Yeah, as, coo- as, coo-
2: as a coach, as a coach, you were responsible for the welfare of your athletes. Yeah, the club.
0: We can also um, a club
2: um, sanctioned program. You can, you down can down. also so be shut out
0: that. of information as well, Nick. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um so but you're right he just really hasn't been able to get that group gelled at all. I think there's still massive issues of they don't know how to win. Um because they've had to for so long do that defensive mindset that that switch over is just I think almost a bit too hard. They they get some they'll get on a roll every so often but yeah. then when things don't quite go their way or they're not quite fit enough because we know that those players actually don't like working hard. Um,
1: well, they've got players like Brayshaw who was a good player last year and he's no good yeah. this year. player like Oliver who is supposed to be one of the young guns of the competition, barely getting a touch and uh, yeah, they They've got good players not playing all that well, and their game plan is obviously no good because other teams manage to dismantle it pretty easily. So they're not yeah, good defensively.
0: They're like us, Mac. No, they're like poor, us. They're not poor. good defensively. Um, they're lazy. I don't think their midfield runs defensively particularly well. Um, and
2: with this, with the six-six-six, that's what's showing up this year. Mm. Is that you need a midfield that will run defensively. Yeah. Otherwise, you're in trouble.
0: And they don't have it. They're, they've given away the second most points of any team in the comp, um, and it doesn't surprise me. So, anyway, uh, and uh, underneath Melbourne we have Carlton. But you would think on form at the moment, Carlton are uh, likely to finish above Melbourne. Uh, something would have to change. Carlton have got
1: oh, it's a major worry, isn't it? Well, Carlton major. have got Gold yeah, Coast next.
0: Carlton have got Gold Coast next week, and Melbourne have got the uh, West Coast. So they're going to be even on points, and you would and Carton will have a high percentage. So Carton will rise right. to sixteenth, uh, all things being equal. Uh, pick three for us. Um,
1: looking that way. Yep. Uh,
0: I want pick two. No, you're not getting pick two. I don't. I don't think we we'll get pick two. In fact, no. I wouldn't mind betting that we get about pick four. Um, because yeah, St Kilda are no good either. And if Carlton continue to, to rally like they have, um, it'll be four or five. But, you know, four or five still a good pick. Pity it's a shallow draft. But anyway, so that's the scores and that's the uh, ladder. Let's have a look at our game, shall we? Because uh, it was just... That's mm-hmm. what... I was going to say, that's why for. we're here. That's what we're here for. But, I mean, God, it wasn't much of a game, really, was it? Wasn't much of a game, I don't reckon. Uh, The final score, uh, Adelaide, 23 goals, 13, 151. Gold Coast, 8 goals, 856. A couple of those late donations as well. Margin there of 95 points. Uh, Gold Coast's biggest losing margin for the year. Um, And collectively, we've beaten Gold Coast by a higher margin this year than we did in their first season. Um, And that is a particularly telling stat because it tells you, Exactly where Gold Coast are at And that's nowhere
1: <laughs> Yeah Look I'm going to make a comment here Which is probably uh, controversial And you, you guys might say Is totally unwarranted Or totally incorrect But um, I was looking at Stuart Jew but When you've got a coach That's in the condition that he is in Where he's got a dewlap lap Hanging over his belt That's um, ridiculous That's
0: ridiculous Macca
2: yeah, no, let, let me. Don't think. go, there. It's don't ridiculous. go
1: there, Let, no, 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 just, let me finish. Them. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going rub to rubbish the man uh, as an individual, I'm no, just But saying, I
0: know exactly you, what you're going
1: to say. I'm just saying. With well, you've got that appearance. Do you think that rubs on off onto these players because they don't go 100. percent Come on, mate. Just, a, just a thought. Come on, mate. No. Nah. Well, I'm a lad. Ever thought?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You are. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Think that I've never. Have you ever played under a coach who might have been overweight, and you thought, Macca, maybe I'll, I'll be selective about when I go for the
1: ball." I've never played under a, a coach in that condition. I have. I mean, I mean, I know that Stewie Jew as a player was a very good player, and he never backed out of anything, and he had uh, uh, it was a hundred percent, and all the rest of it. And he always played uh, somewhat overweight, but uh, his condition at the moment is not too good.
0: No, well, I'd, I'd imagine that uh, it would have zero impact on, on the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, and if you had to listen to Drew post-match, uh, he certainly doesn't lack passion for trying oh, to turn that passion, club around. Uh, and I you think that's you'd have passion too,
1: though, wouldn't you, if you were in that position?
0: Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is that I don't think his weight's got any... His weight doesn't outweigh his passion to try and turn that around. Uh, yeah, so, no, I disagree, Mac. Um, so yeah, as I said, a margin of ninety-five points. Um, Gold Coast didn't really turn up for much of the game. Uh, they were, my opinion was that they were lazy. Um, they didn't look motivated. Uh, they didn't look to atone for the previous week's smashing, which means that to me that they don't really care. Um, I'm actually well, um, they, they,
2: they did a little bit after like the start of the third quarter, or well, for yeah, most of no, the third
0: no, quarter. No, 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 no. When you get
2: a- It was a bit more passion, but you were right.
0: When you get smashed by 95 points the previous week, Nick, you're supposed to come out from the first bounce with a little bit of uh, desire to atone, Uh, not when the game's already shot. Um, I'm actually amazed that Isaac Rankin has extended. I I have no idea why Isaac Rankin would extend. Do you?
1: No. um, No idea. It had to be beat, but he hasn't even played one game for them yet to experience what it's like out there because he must see this uh spiritless group come up um just trudging off the oval with their backsides kicked in week after week and why he would want to join that i don't really know
0: well maybe he thinks he's could be an Im- integral part of a you know an amazing turnaround or or what have you i don't know but uh oh, terribly disappointed i don't think lakotius has uh has done so as yet he may have i lost track to be honest but uh, no he
1: definitely has he hasn't
0: yeah so that's uh, you know and to be honest with you I we were talking about this briefly Maka before uh, the car started I don't think the game as much as the margin was uh, pretty good and very handy in terms of percentage I don't think it actually showed us in much of a light either I, I still felt that we we looked disconnected between our mids and our forwards I um, I didn't feel like our our mids worked particularly hard and i look i do know that it's hard to get yourself up for full quarters against a rabble like that um but these blokes these blokes got smashed the week before by poor and one of the main reasons they got smashed is because they were lazy and didn't run defensively so you would have thought that there'd be a bit of desire to make up for that um but I, I just yep. felt that we we beat them on skill and class alone, really. It wasn't system or... Well, it probably was no. system, but it wasn't wasn't greater commitment or desire or anything like that.
1: Well, from the... You know, I think our back line's been not bad all year. I think they've, they've been uh, a group that have uh, put in 100% and given their best. Um, and our forward line did look better with the extra small in there, um, but... Coming back to the midfield again and the disconnect, um, we actually got beaten in the clearances. I'm only going my memory, yeah, but I think we got beaten beaten yep. in the clearances. This is an aside that's thrashing the other team by nearly a hundred points, and we get beaten in the clearances. So that tells you a lot about the way our midfield is structured. I think we've got a major problem in the way our midfield is structured. And it, you know, as a person who used to play as a midfield I just look at and I think I can't believe anybody sets up like this and we do it week after week after week and mm. even against a team like them and as you say um, the team, they don't seem to have that connection role you know Brad Crouch Brad he'd be on a different assignment this week when he have? something like 14 or 16 tackles or something it seemed like he was playing a defensive role this week rather than an attacking role and and uh, uh, I was disappointed in that particular area of our game, Fiend. I thought that it didn't really set us up in for uh, a blueprint of how we're going to play in the future. I just think it was just, as you say, we were better than them, so that's, we got more goals. Nick, what there was do no you think? Real, no real particular style there.
2: Watching the game, I was frustrated at the end of the game because if we'd played well, that score should have been doubled. That's how bad Gold Coast were.
1: Oh, that's and a bit messy.
2: No, I, I honestly thought we should have... How easily they were turning it over and the fact that we could not win a clearance in the centre. I was ropeable with our midfield um, for the most part, for the majority of them, um, because there were once again those... Clearances, you would see Gold Coast players just waltz out of that contest way too easily once again, which was a major problem last year of they don't know either how to get into that kind of, um, you know, area they expected to win um, the ball. I mean, poor Rob had one of those games where they're both hanging on the freeze paint against him. Um, when he gets um, couldn't
1: believe grabbed, that oh.
2: when he got, when he gets grabbed high across you know across the neck, um, the free kick goes to the, the last one. It.
0: The last one against Sam Day was a classic. That was hilarious.
2: Oh, I that actually, was just like the, the poor bugger. Yeah,
1: and by like twenty nine, he, he he was shocking. Mm. Yeah, but I um, yeah,
2: you yeah, you're right, Fiend. There was the only good delivery we had into our forward line. Was from Atkins, from Millera, or from Tex? Two of those are our forward players. Really, mm. well, we, we've, we've been putting Atkins in the middle, uh, not Atkins, um, Millera yeah. in the middle. But I think some of those was when he was actually playing off the half forward. Mm. Um, but there, there really wasn't that. We should have had. We had. We at least we had camera angles. We could see. Those repeat leads that was being done, and the commentators were right: is that Jenkins was giving a lot of really good leads, but very rarely was it kicked to his advantage. I'm he convinced. At all.
0: I'm convinced that it's our midfield. It's been difficult to tell this year whether it's been the midfield or whether it's been the forwards being dysfunctional. And I've because you don't get the camera angles, um, so it makes it difficult. But you're right, Nick. The the camera angles at Metricon metrocon that 's what they call it isn 't it yeah Yeah. yeah. Um, are a little bit different, and you do get some different angles and you could see quite clearly um we we're just we're, we're kicking the ball over the heads we're kicking not to have, like to the to the wrong side of a contest you're not kicking it into space uh, like so many fundamentals in terms of our forward fifty entry it's our midfield. Um, for a team that for a team that and we'll go through the stats now but just to highlight this one particular one for a team that won by pretty much 100 points we had 66 clangers to Gold Coast 61 now I know we had the ball a lot more than Gold Coast but 66 clangers under that pressure uh, or lack thereof um, tells a bit of a story we turned it over 63 times with that sort of pressure now Gold Coast turned it over a lot you could tell that Gold Coast were turning it over a lot, because that's where we got most of our score. But we were only 14 behind them, or 16 behind them, in terms of turnover. So um, our disposal efficiency was fine, 75.8, but I just felt that those... Uh, given the amount of uncontested possession that we had, those two skill error stats are quite telling, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, there's no argument about that at all. In fact, I'll amplify it even further. With by, with, I thought Tex Walker was on on the weekend. He was, uh, I thought he played pretty well. And I, camera angles also showed it many, many times. Tex was, he actually led to position on his own, and they didn't kick it to him. I just couldn't believe it. They kick, uh, they bomb it to a pack or, or bomb it to just small forward. There was one there. Yeah, there was one there where we had a small fall against two tall. They bombed it there, and Walker was sitting on his own at center forward. I was screaming. Not mm. uh, they don't lift the eyes enough, and they don't really try and just put that little kick that makes the forward run at the ball.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. You put it into the space and let the let the forward run on. And half the time, you'll put it to where you want the forward to run. So you don't kick yes. it on top of him. You, you you can see as a midfielder or a player running into the forward or, you know, towards the forward line, you can see where the space is and you can see where the forwards are and you put it where you want the forward to run because often you can see it better than the forward knows himself. So we never do that. Anyway, let's go through some head-to-head sh- and uh, just a shocking disparity in disposals. 476 Adelaide to 302 that's a disparity for those uh, not inclined, uh, with maths of a hundred and seventy-four, hundred and seventy-four disposals different. <laughs> fifty 50 kicks, fifty kicks, and a massive one hundred and twenty-four handballs different. In fact, ridiculous. I thought I felt we handballed the ball too much.
1: We did, we did overhandball.
2: Yeah, there, there were a couple of we had some really nice proactive mm. the, that running link-up play. We had. Um there, there was one where we took it from the back line up to uh, you know, the goal line. Which was brilliant. That's the way you use it. But you're right, we still get into those little dinky handball some of them
0: too yeah. short. Yep, we like do too
2: easily closed out and yeah, to to flat to footed players. Handball.
0: And flat footed yeah. players. Um I, I felt we got a bit too cute at various times and I, again I know it's difficult not to do that in this sort of circumstance, but Uh, You know, I I didn't feel like we would... I mean, we could have cut them to shreds. If we'd have been more decisive and aggressive with our ball use and our disposal, we could have won by 150 points easily. Anyway, um, uh, as you'd expect, with such a high uh, disparity in disposals, we outmarked them 120 to 85. Um, Gold Coast had 75 tackles, surprisingly, because I didn't see them lay too many. Uh, We had 69, which wasn't a bad number. Uh, Brad Crouch had most of those. Um, Riley O'Brien, 44 hitouts to Wits, 37. I thought it was a good battle. I thought Riley struggled at times, um, but uh, it was pretty even for the most part. The Gold Coast, for a team Wits. who lost by 9 million points, 24 frees to 17.
1: Yes, that was amazing, and then most of them were given by umpire 29. Yeah, um, Wits uh, is one of those very, very tall players uh, uh, Ruckman with very very long arms, and that's the the type of ruckman that Riley O'Brien has a little bit of trouble with, and uh, because they can, they cause while he can jump like hell, they can too. With long arms that makes it a little bit harder, mm. but I, I do think that poor old Riley got pinged a lot of times. Absolutely complete bugger all.
0: Seven free kicks he gave away, and I reckon maybe two of them might have been there. Yep. Um, Look, our disposals per scoring shot was back down 13, as you'd expect. Uh, Clearances we lost, uh, 37 to 41. Uh, Of those, we broke even, centre clearances, 13 apiece. Uh, We got done by four at stoppage clearances. Um, Clangers as I mentioned 66 to 61 uh, Yes we had the ball more often But not a huge amount of pressure Re- uh, Inside 50, 65 to 40 Not as much of a disparity as I suspected So Gold Coast were getting it in a bit I mean that's only 5 less than what we got last week Against Port Adelaide uh, We had 45 inside 50s. Um But of course they just didn't have much of a target up
2: forward, um, they they didn't. But also, once again, I think our defence is the area where there's not. I mean, there's still some problems there, but they're the ones I think part of the the, the structure who can actually kind of hold their head up high for most games. Yeah,
1: they can for um, mine, Nikki. I think they've been pretty good all year, even under the most in uh, our worst games. There's not many times you'd blame the defence uh, and say it's their fault, but the, when you've got players screaming in like like they were uh, in the showdown, you just you know you, the defence just get outnumbered. But um, no, they all of our uh, backmen fight on very well for the ball.
0: Uh, probably Tali is the only one that I've been a bit concerned about. He seems to be a bit hot and cold this year. Um, but you're right. Overall, I think our defence has been pretty sound. It's probably our most reliable. Zone of the ground. Um, yeah, certainly more um, reliable. And for me,
2: Mets. a special mention to Kelly. He's been the most. Another great
1: game. He was, another great game.
2: Yep, he's been so consistently strong all year.
0: What happens to him when Tom today comes back?
2: Does he go back to Collingwood? To get to Collingwood. Yeah. To play with his brother.
1: Yep. there are rumors of that. Yeah, well, he's not doing his and, trade value any and harm could, at all.
2: And we've put him on the trade table before, but, and to me that shows the character of him is that he knows he's been on that trade, um, trade table before and he's okay to, uh, but he will still come out and perform like that. He will give his 100% once he crosses that line. Yeah, he had a
1: very good year. He yeah, had a really good year. Look, he,
0: he's one of those lads that you'd say gets the most out of his ability. Um, yeah. And you can't knock him for that. Uh, contested marks, only nine to eight. We played keepings off most of the time. There wasn't a lot of contested aerial work. Although Josh Jenkins uh, on Lockie well, <laughs> the commentators, I think, took half the game to realise that he was on a bloke who was about three foot nine.
2: <laughs> but. <laughs> but you know what? Um, so... Josh last week was atrocious, um, but I kind of forgave him a little bit about it because it was his first game back because of that knee injury, and we know he has trouble playing through pain. He's, he's proven that. But this week, I think he needed that game in order to um, play how he did this week. And a couple of those marks, yes, they're shorter, but he was using his body and his size really well. Which is something we haven't seen from him for a while.
1: Oh, Nikki, you have been kind. I reckon one of those overhead marks he took. I reckon his eyes shut and he didn't even know he'd marked it until it hit his <laughs> hands. And then, seriously, I, I, um, and, and he, that, that
2: last one he did where he was between the two players. Yes, and and he 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 he, he was it, the lead up to it was really well done because he made sure. Okay. Yep. I've got two players that are minding me. He got Ben King lost and so he was then able to get that other players in front of him, he can control where that player is then going to be. Really nice push to the side, the use of the kind of like his knee to do that. That's smart play. Oh,
0: well, yeah. come on, Nick. He's an AFL footballer. No, that's, he, that's that's, that's yeah, he is. key position forward 101, and to be honest with you, the only bloke softer in the air than, than Josh Jenkins is that young lad, King. Uh, Because that contest that you were talking about there, uh, Ben King did everything possible not to touch Josh Jenkins uh, at any stage in that contest. He he was about three feet away from him uh, when he eventually got to the contest. Nobody whatsoever. And I hate to burn a young kid, but that was really worrying in my opinion. He just did not want to put body on at all. Um, And he's got a lot of developing to do that, lad. Again... I reckon Gold Coast have made an error with the type of players that they've recruited. Yeah. Because they don't need lads that they need to develop. What they needed to do was recruit mature-age big players and, uh, you know, develop a young midfield around them. But what they've done is just they've just got, like, Lacocious and King and these lads, Sam Day's taken a while to come on. Um, yeah. Just, anyway. Um,
1: Absolutely, Steve. We'll, give, we'll give them uh, Jenkins next year for pick
0: one I'd love to Well, there's a strong rumour that uh, they might get Hugh Greenwood for something um, But we might talk about that more on Tuesday night How do uh, up and
1: get picks one and two
0: of <laughs> them? Yeah, so look, at the end of the day
1: uh,
0: You know, tackles inside 50 How's this for a stat? Tackles inside 50 uh, Gold Coast beat us 15-9 to nine. So there are, some, there are some key stats where you still think to yourself, the eye wasn't lying because I thought it was a scrappy game. I, I felt like we weren't cohesive. I felt like we just beat them with a better drilled uh, set of play, uh, more class, uh, less skill errors, uh, the ability to mop up when we did turn it over, etc etc But... Pretty uninspiring hence,
2: what, hence, hence why I said If we'd actually play well We should have beat them by 200 points
1: Yeah, I don't disagree one with him, really, I don't disagree one at reason all we, One of the reasons there weren't so many contested ones in their forward line Was the fact that they delivered the ball very poorly So uh, a lot of the time we just took the ball straight out non, non-contested uh, But you're right, in our forward line A lot of that was because, again, our delivery wasn't good enough And created a contest
0: Mm. yeah look all right let's go through some individuals um and uh, apologies if this uh, we've just had a 95 point thumping Uh, and yet this is a pretty pedestrian (laughs) cast but uh, it's it's indicative of where we're at (laughs) um and probably where Gold Coast at too anyway Matty Crouch uh good four quarters 36 disposals only 11 kicks though 25 handballs uh Playing a bit more inside, I think. Uh, Fifteen
1: tackles too, though, Fiend. He, no, Matt both... Crouch.
0: Matt Crouch only got three tackles. Um, I
1: thought you said Brad.
0: No, I said Matt. Um, oh, come on, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, so one goal, one, three tackles, three inside fifties, seven clearances, uh, three rebound fifties, um, fourteen contested he possessions. he's cruising
1: around, didn't he? Like he always uh, just cruises around
0: yeah I mean only gained us two twenty five I don't think it was a ter- despite the stats i don't think it was a terribly impressive we know that Matt crouch can accumulate possessions, but I think he could have worked harder to use the ball by foot a little bit more um
2: to- I, th- I thought it was a bit better from him he there was he made so, he made some really nice passes and nice decisions. You compare that to Brad who was uh, – this was, this was a game where Brad frustrated me once again because, whilst, uh-huh. yes, he got all those tackles. Yes, he appeared to be involved, et cetera, but he was very good at the panic kick or making it like trying to do a kick and kicking straight to them when there was a better option elsewhere. There's, he's still so, so much frustrating to me because this was a game made for him. And it was hilarious that the the commentators were talking about our inside grunt midfielders and saying, oh, yeah, it's Sloan, Matt, and Brad. And so we need some class on the outside. It's like, you guys actually don't understand our midfield this year because it's Cam Ellis-Yolman on the inside and it's more Matt and Brad on the outside, not inside players.
1: But that's why I was, I was a little bit bemused. Brad was definitely playing an inside mid role. Yeah,
0: definitely. he did. Anyway, let's not yeah. get ahead of ourselves. Uh, Rory Atkins squibbed around for 35 disposals, 28 and 7. <laughs> uh, four, uh. No, he squibbed all day. He squibbed all day, Nick, and you can't, can't tell me. What Oh, my God. He did so. He, I saw him choose, pick and choose when he was going to run, when he was going to tackle, when he was getting involved. He squibbed around for 35 touches. He took four marks, kicked two points, three tackles if you don't mind, uh, seven inside fifties, um, one rebound 50. He had uh, a massive four contested possessions uh, and despite having all his ball on the outside, went at under 70% disposal efficiency, um, 10 score involvements, gained a 687 metres, turned it over five
1: times, not impressed. No, it's hard to argue with him because he, he doesn't uh, win contested ball and he... No,
0: it wasn't uh, even that, Macca. It, it wasn't even that I saw him not chase on many
1: occasions. You mean run behind?
0: I saw him not chase.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he's one of those, if he has to chase, he just does that jog about 10 metres behind and makes no ground so make makes sure he doesn't get into any physical contact. But, mm. um uh, he'd, he'd be on my trade table as well. Yep.
0: Nick, you're going to disagree with me.
2: Uh, yeah, I was because it it was okay. I'm looking at the type of player he is. Oh, so that that God. running back with the flight of the ball, uh, the running with the flight of the ball, and he took that hit. Um, you know that that's very Atkins-like. There were uh, that was I agree ones. with that one. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, no, there was only one, Nicky. I <laughs> I, I think I don't think invent two more. I think
0: Smithers was tr- playing a trick on him and said you're free, you're free and uh, just to make him think that there was <laughs> no one. I reckon, around. I reckon you're right. I reckon
1: you're right.
0: <laughs> no, but listen, it's not um, it wasn't so much his, con- his contest on the ball. It was the fact that he p- he picked and choosed all day. He did not commit to running defensively and considering that's where all our problems are. With our, yeah. with our spread, our defensive run, our two-way run of our outside midfielders, that's where all our problems are. In a game like this, and with Rory Atkins having struggled over the past month with that particular aspect of his game, he's not in a position where he can squib. And Rory Atkins has got far too big an opinion of himself, and he thinks 35 touches is going to do him on a Monday morning at the review.
1: Yeah, uh no argument for me at all. Um he's a very very talented individual. He's got, you know, he's got a beautiful leg. He can, uh he's got a very good side step. He's got a little bit of pace, not lightning, but a little bit. And if he actually had courage, he'd be a very very good player. But he that's the one thing he does lack, Nick. Um No,
2: it's it's not so much courage, it's the defensive desire. Well, well
1: that's that that's, they go lacking, that's lacking with him. Look, you you take Sony. Sony would never allow somebody just to beat him as easy as Atkins does. Yeah. Because his pride wouldn't allow it. And that's where Atkins, because he will allow that to happen, that's where he lets a team down.
2: And that's the GWS problem is that somebody who has a lot of talent who didn't have to try as a junior as opposed to somebody who didn't have that talent but had to rely on effort – and that continual repeat effort in order to make sure that they stayed in the game and they could keep playing the game at the highest level that they possibly could. There's your difference between Sloan and Atkins and it comes down to that desire which Atkins doesn't have and I'll agree with you guys.
1: I would be very happy
2: for us to trade him out and he would be worth quite a bit because we can see those flaws. Other teams probably do but they think they'll be able to get something out of it or they can work within it within their
0: system well, it's like, very without. much like ricky henderson like hawthorne has made the yeah. ricky henderson trade work and i reckon he'd fit very well into clarkson's uh, system uh, clarkson has trade. a, a well clarkson has a couple of those to isaac smith uh, ricky henderson uh rory, Le- uh, rory atkins had uh, worked really well with hawthorne um but uh, we we need unfortunately we need blokes that can run both ways with the type of game plan that we play and um, he's not doing it anyway. Leedy uh, got thirty touches, eight marks, one tackle, six inside fifties. Um, he went at eighty six percent disposal efficiency, which is far better. Still only the six contested possessions, uh, but a little bit more meters game, three seventy one. Uh, just a just a good honest game, I guess. From Lady, did what he had to do.
1: Yeah. Good summary. I thought it, uh, it was a good, honest game. One of one of his really outstanding ones, but it wasn't a poor one. He just did what happened to be in front of me on the night. So, yeah, he did his job. Yep, great. Thanks, Nick. Uh, Jake Kelly. <laughs> Jake, Kelly
2: again,
1: was,
2: <laughs> Jake Kelly was. You're welcome.
0: Jake Kelly was. I agree. Probably in our top three players. Um 13 kicks, 14 handballs for 27 is a really good stat line for Jake off that halfback line, seven marks.
1: Yeah, i going to have his efficiency rating for these disposals. Oh, can you just... How, how many, <laughs> oh, my God. We've been oh, doing seriously, this for how
0: many years? Seriously, Sorry. I do it in the same order every time. Every week, think, oh, I'm
1: slow. I'm
0: slow. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ, honestly. Uh, Jake Kelly, eight contested positions. Hey, Mac, he went at 81.5 disposal efficiency, five score involvements. I uh, need the 274 meters game, but that's okay. Uh, 11 intercepts, oh, so <laughs>
1: uh, Yeah, 11 uh, intercepts. I uh, he was pretty good. Good game. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm very happy with his game, and he does. And it's one thing he really has prided himself on uh, this year. I reckon is his disposal, whereas mm-hmm. you know, like, in, uh, and and that comes with self confidence too, because you know, in other games, he's never been sure he's in the side, and he's also under perhaps under a bit more pressure. And but this year, he really has used the ball very well in nearly every game he's played, in. and uh, he, and also very hard to beat one on one. So, very happy with his game at the moment.
2: And he's actually. Um... His his ability to see the the patterns and the way that the game is playing out, because often once he's gotten rid of it, he's often then pointing to that other player where the next kick should be going. Mm.
0: The and only trouble is and, the only and, trouble is Nicky, and he's often
2: making a, a good decision there because uh, it's somebody who's actually free.
0: Yeah, but the only trouble with Jake is that uh, he wants to play the game at the pace that his mind works. And uh, that's why he's always flapping his arms Telling people to calm down Because he can't keep up when the when the ball's moving a bit quicker uh, he, he will uh, And no disrespect to Jake Whatsoever But I think that's the way he plays his footy And it, it's fine Except when you're trying to move the ball quickly um, And Jake will kick the ball sideways and backwards Whether we're 10 goals up Or one point down with a minute to go um, And that's probably the The, the problem with Jake he's only got one speed that he plays at but look as I said before he's getting the best out of his ability and he's certainly our I would say along with Alex Keith probably our most consistent defender this this year so can't do any better than that uh Miller, um,
2: ha- go on because um, I'm not sure whether you're
1: going to do are you going to do Keith at all I might Don't do you know the order Nikki get <laughs> the order
2: no, I'm just checking because sometimes – because we don't do every player. No. I'm just no. checking because just, just just on that point regarding Keith, because earlier in the year I was quite strong that he still takes too long for his disposal and to make those decisions. Mm. But against Gold Coast, very much so, being really proactive and trying to move that ball on quickly. Yeah, yeah. So that's a step forward in Keith I was really pleased to say.
0: Yeah, and unlike uh, Jake Kelly, uh, tended to kick it forward. Which is nice. Um, Wayne Miller should stay in the midfield for the rest of the season. Um, definitely. definitely. I, d- I just don't think Don's got a choice. Um, even when Cam Ellis Yellman comes back in, I don't think Don's got a choice. We need yeah. Wayne Miller in the middle. Um, at times he tried to do too much and got caught, but I thought uh, particularly his first half was really solid. 13 kicks, 14 handballs, so good ratio there. Took seven marks, uh, kicked a goal. Um, Four goal assists uh, Seven inside 50s Which is the key stat there Um, I I just felt like he gave us a little bit Only six contested possessions But he went at 85% So usable really well um, On the outside Which is what we wanted 12 score involvements Uh, Importantly He only got 308 metres gains Which showed that his delivery Was very much that conduit Between the midfield and the forward line He did miss a few targets Going forward um, but, you know, hopefully over time he can hone that a bit. But
1: it was a good game from Miller, I thought. He's come a long way this year from last year, mate and I think uh, in terms of promise, uh, I'm not saying he'll be as good as McLeod, but he's, if he keeps improving each year, bit by bit as he is, He'll end up as at least a poor band, McLeod, you know, if you know what I mean. He's he's got that rare talent that not many people have got, the ability vision around him and the ability to get through it and uh, at his best uses the ball beautifully. And, uh, I, th- I think I, you I, just, I
0: think you should wash your mouth out. Macco well, right imagine, now. I'm wash a, your mouth out. He is not in the McLeod. same stratosphere as Andrew McLeod. Not the same strategy. A a poor man, man, a bankrupt man's Andrew McLeod. McLeod. Not a knock on Millerer, but he's got a long, long way to go.
2: He's got a very good player because, to me, McLeod's actually one of the best players I've actually seen play the game.
1: Long, long way to get to McLeod. One of the best ever. One of the best ever. What I'm saying is, but some of his moves are a little bit like it. And as I say, he could end up being a poor
0: man's McLeod. You didn't see see Macca get... um, Tackled very often. Miller gets tackled. No. I, I, oh, I love McFadden. He's
1: my favourite. Come on.
0: Uh, Sloane, uh, eight, eight kicks, Sloney 18 handballs for 26. Uh, seven marks. Yeah. Three tackles. Bit my, Macca, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is the first time we've ever done this. 12 contested possessions. Uh eighty percent disposal efficiency, um thirteen score involvement It's a weird game from Sloaney. I thought it, I expected him to uh to dominate a little bit
1: more, but uh it's kinda of in and out. Sorry, you said you pause I thought you'd finish. But uh, sorry. uh they're regular mumbling, so I will speak a lot better, Simon. Um I
0: Oh, the Mac has gone. has he gone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's speaking a lot clearer. So yeah. clear, you can't hear Yeah.
0: Him. yeah. I had um, nothing to do with that.
1: Am I
2: back?
0: <laughs> yeah, you're back now.
1: You oh, be- muted me, I'll bet. No, I didn't, um, I didn't touch her. Um, <laughs> no, uh, look, uh, I was a little bit disappointed in Slides' game because I just thought that it um, wasn't quite as sharp as... Uh, as he normally does, and he, I suppose he gets tagged and he gets hung onto it and all the rest of it. But look, uh, it was a reasonable game. It wasn't a bad game. But it, it, it's a, when he's tagged, he never really plays as well as he can, obviously, and he hasn't got this that was, ability to, to, shake, uh, to shake that tag.
2: Yeah, but but when he's been tagged before, he hasn't even been able to get the handballs away, etc. So he was still trying to be quite proactive. Um, so I was okay with. The game that he was playing, you could tell he was not happy, and he really wanted this win. Um, and unlike Sloan, he was having a lot to say to the umpires—some um, very interesting things about how, you know, if the players' heads bent over. You're allowed to reach over the top and tackle them, and the umpires like, "Oh, no, 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 you can't do it. It's still high." I felt like Sloan should have turned around, going, "So where are all my frees then?" Because mm-hmm you
1: know that's what's happening to if he's that if that's is a very well, sorry I was going to say that that particular incident nicky was a very good example of uh, very poor umpiring because that player ran into Sloane's stomach with his head and Kelly Sloan, and uh, with Kelly was it? and and yeah it
2: was Sloane and, and Kelly and, tackled
1: and, him and they put, they put their arms over didn't touch his head or his, yep. his neck and grabbed him around the waist and Yep. And he's boring his head into their body, so and he gets a free for two high. Mm. Um, if you're
0: Stuart Jew, why the hell are you tagging anyone? What are they going to learn out of tagging a bloke? Just let them yeah. play, for goodness sake. I, I thought that was stupid, um, and it wasn't terribly effective. I just think Sloane probably wanted to be on the surf rather than in, on that ground, really. And fair enough, too. Um, look, there's not too many other I want to talk about, but Brad Crouch, I felt, despite his 16 tackles... Um bog average in my opinion. Ten kicks, fifteen handballs for twenty five, two marks, kick to point, sixteen tackles, yay. Uh two inside fifties, uh one rebound fifty, um nine contested possessions despite playing inside maker, only when at sixty percent disposal efficiency once again. Uh played tw- up forward quite two, a bit. Two twenty seven yeah, and only kick the point point, two twenty seven meters gained. Um, had fairly low time on ground set seventy three percent time on ground, which is interesting. Uh, Matt had seventy four. Um, but I just felt it was a bog average game from
1: Brad. Um, I think a bog average game from Brad is better than a lot of some of our players.
2: Um, uh, kidding, I, man. I still, not, no, not, no, no, I'm not kidding.
1: I, uh, with the so where does where oh. does forty percent of
0: his disposals go, Mac?
1: Well, the same place where we is go. No,
0: no, no. We went it. We went it. Like Wayne Miller went at eighty-one percent. Had the same amount freak. of contested ball. He's not a freak. He's just a footballer. The average is about
1: seventy.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, so and uh, and it takes a fair bit to get ten percent less than the average. I it takes think a you fair build bit. Him every week. I think yeah, you because sixty percent him- disposal efficiency, macker.
2: And, so, uh, and and many of those were stupid, stupid kicks. They weren't under-pressure kicks. They were ones he was making, consciously trying to, you know, move us forward, and he was picking out Gold Coast players. Yeah, he missed well, so many uh,
1: targets. Well, I'm in, in BB's camp, back uh, camp. Yeah, well, that's I nothing to be Brent, proud of. <laughs> well <laughs> sorry, Brent. I mean, no, sorry knew, Brent you heard that no. <laughs> yeah he no look, say he say they went, what he sign. said Nicky shut up he, he 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 can't question the fact that he 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 don't really give a hundred percent getting the ball yes his disposal could be improved I agree with that does Absolutely. he run does
0: he run defensively Mac
1: Nope, <laughs> not always done. Uh, sorry, then again, even, so, but then sorry. he's in very good company because most. No, of no, no,
0: are... no, 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 no. That is not a defence. We're talking about Brad Crouch. Does Brad Crouch run defensively, Macca? No, not very no. Much. Does Brad but, Crouch hit? No, no, no. This, hang on. Uh, uh, does Brad Crouch hit targets, Macca? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, only sixty <laughs> percent of the time. So, two out of the three KPIs that Brad has, he fails at, and he's he he suppo- actually
1: cracking hard and getting football.
0: Yeah, but we've got ninety-three of those blokes, Macker. We need oh, Brad to no, no, be an outside midfielder, which is what he what he was recruited to be, an inside-out midfielder that that is our cream, and he's not. He's just another workhorse.
1: Send well, him on his them, way. You- I thought it out Oh, no, I think that's very unkind. Send him on his I way. Can't agree. Look, I, I'm not happy with the fact uh, that uh, he's disposable 60%. I'd like him to be up 75%, 80%. But I don't. I can't remember any game where I, I'd say that Brad never tried his gun. I back. never said yeah. that. I never said no. that once. And that's a, But I can say that about a lot of other players in the side.
0: Yeah, but I never said that. But I'll tell you what. Brad only tries when the ball's in his vicinity. Yeah, if he actually has to
2: actively run to try and stop them getting clear entries into their forward 50, uh, to try and put that pressure on, if they're what he deems, it's it's Atkins. He and Atkins are a pair at that of they choose when they're going to defensively run and it's not good enough. Not with the talent that both of them have. And what we want out of them for our team to actually play well in finals i we we 've already said numerous times we can 't trust Atkins in big games i don 't think you can trust Brad
0: no, I agree, Nick hundred percent, and uh, I know there 's a lot of uh, anti those comments on spreaker chat, uh, and i 'm sure other people listening over the next day or two will have the same thoughts but I've held my counsel on Brad for about a month and I've watched him particularly closely in that time. Um, not because I want to dig the boots in, but because I want to I want to see the value of having him in the team. And he does crack in. But his disposal is often panicked. He misses a lot of targets. The targets that he hit are often under pressure. He doesn't kick the ball to advantage and he doesn't run defensively. So he is about as limited macker as Huey Greenwood in terms of what he can offer. Um, except he gets the ball a lot more. Well, he might uh, look, get the ball a lot more, but what does he do with it? What's the point?
1: Yeah, I, I think we're, we're going very circular. I, I would play Brad every day of the week, and okay. I accept the fact that he's not perfect. Yeah, uh, But... I. Don't there aren't? There is not a player in uh, below in the bees that would would take his place and play better.
0: Oh no, absolutely not, absolutely not. There's not. He is still in our midfield rotation, and so he should be. But in terms of being um, a highly ranked midfielder, he's not. He's just a workman. He's a workman. That's all he is. Uh, Riley Knight, uh, pointless playing him. I don't know why we played him. He had 25 good touches, took nine marks, uh, three tackles, uh, three inside fifties. Um, had five contested positions. The,
2: we played him a bit more on the midfield as well. Mm. Um, don't know so why. So that way we... Yeah. Oh, whether we were looking for a bit more of that speed and movement around the... Because what I could see was who we played more through the midfield because Smith's actually spent quite a number of um, yep. time in there it as did. well as Miller. I think they were kind of being the lynch in a way, mm. um, but putting them in, in that role in order to do it. But then we put nine. But one of the – the thing with Night is we've said he needs to get more possessions. Mm. That's, he was always that under 20. Yep. So he's actually gotten over 20. So it's yeah. a step forward.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. Look I- – a, a solid game from Riley, no no question about it. And another one who always cracks in. Um, you'll always get an effort from Riley Knight. Um, but... you uh, would probably
1: men on Douglas, anyhow.
0: Oh, God, my grandmother would be. But anyway, um, and it begs the question, what we've done with Hugh Greenwood, it looked like we were actually trying to play him pretty much as a permanent forward with a couple of little cameos through the middle. Appear that way. Um, yeah, 13 kicks, nine handballs for 22, took seven marks. Uh, looked okay, but only kicked the goal up forward. Eight tackles, though, which was good. Um, four clearances, so he did have a bit of a run through there. Um, eight contested possessions. Went at 77.3 disposal efficiency, Maka. Um Nine score involvements, um, but only the 121 metres gained. Uh, so, yeah, Huey had almost a permanent... Forward roll with you know probably five minutes a quarter running through the mids.
1: Yeah, look, it's it's about greeny still. Um, yeah. I thought that he, he's, I think he's uh, uh, when they resting him up forward. It does give him a little bit more steel up forward, uh, even if he doesn't get the ball. It just gives a little bit more steel and contest. Um, and he... when you put him on the ball, he will always get some of the ball because he dives in hard and and uh, it's interesting how. He, he, As soon as he gets the ball, he holds it up above his head and uh, they fall for it every time, every time. and he, and he, It's always gives him the opportunity to dispose of it if, if he's tackled. So um, look, I think he's a valuable player. Um, he may be one that's surplus to our requirements next year and we may be trading him. I don't know. Because um, we, we have these boys that are playing in the uh, twos uh, that we've drafted, uh, that they've got to be given a chance.
0: Yeah, Brent. In the chat, is I agree one thousand percent with you, Brent. Uh, Brent supporters are too attached to players. I agree. You just sat there de- defending Brad Crouch. Why? Why? You know, Riley Knight is another. I I I love Riley Knight's heart and the passion that he plays with. I, I love Hugh Greenwood. I think he's a fantastic inside player, and he does some really good things. I couldn't give a rat's bum if we trade them, to be honest with you, because none of these players would give a rat's bum when they decide to leave. So I want a team that's actually going to win a flag because I tell you what, Macca, after the capitulation since the bye that this club has shown after being in a good position, I'm not interested anymore in in playing, you know, happy families with with the crowd favourites and with the spectator favourites. I would like us to be more ruthless and these oh, blokes... Well, you're, you're probably right, yeah. And these blokes like Knight and that, they've had their chance. Rory Atkins, they've had their chance. They blew it. They blew it in 2017, they couldn't back up in 2018, and they've been stinking it up half the time this year as well. So, see you later. Paul Seesman uh, I don't know what's wrong with Paul Seisman, but for a bloke who kicks it like he does, to only kick it six times in a game that we win by 95 points, there's something going
1: on there. He doesn't look like yeah. he's quite right on his on his knee. He has had two shit games on the trot, and I mean shit games. Yeah. Uh, he no influence and no contribution virtually at all to the game. Doesn't look and like he's uh, moving freely to me. Um, no, okay. He doesn't deserve to be in the team on, the, on his last two at all.
0: Nope. Um, Brody Smith, the experiment through the middle, I thought was okay. I don't think Smithers is a midfielder. To be honest with you, I think he's a wingman. Um, Fifteen Human and move, nine. I thought. Well, they're looking for some outside run and they're looking to get him around the ball, Mac, but I just don't think he's a natural midfielder. I know he played juniors as a midfielder, but he's not agile enough for mine uh, to be a midfielder. He's he's good in a straight line.
1: Uh, 15-9. I'm happy with that. Yep. Uh, I'd have
0: Smith and, and Sloan on the wings, to be honest with you. Uh, five marks, uh, eight inside fifties, which is where we get value for Smith, but he does he's another one. Because of his kicking action, Maka, I reckon it, it's, it's a bit of a crapshoot where his kick-ins go, and, like, he's one that doesn't put it to the advantage of the forwards terribly often, in my opinion
1: doesn't always think where it's going. There's no doubt about that. Sometimes he's just going for distance um, and not thinking about the end result. Is that what you reckon, Nick?
2: Yeah, it's – he can sometimes make – if it's that longer pass, really good. Some He struggles a little bit sometimes with those shorter ones.
0: Mm, yes.
2: Um, it's because and... he's
0: got that kicking style
2: yeah cuz he does and and it's because he's made for those longer type of kicks so if he's got it on the 50 have a ping Brody. Mm. just have a ping um don't try for the the shorter hit up one um this is just I really like your idea of him on the wing um i thought the the fact that lynch is so integral to actually a decent delivery into our forwards and getting it from the half back line to our forwards that what we've had to try and manufacture and using him in those ways and you know Mm. we're trying something it's not quite working but it's not too bad um it's going to be very interesting if lynch isn't ready for essendon how it will go against them and their speed.
0: Well it was an interesting comment that Rue made where Lynch himself doesn't know how long it's going to be now so they reckon it's a bit of nerve issue as well as the muscle itself on the calf so I don't reckon we'll see Tommy for a couple of weeks yet.
1: Well it's it's gone for really uh, one to two weeks as originally Mm. said Mm. to to indefinite really because the, the comment you made is quite valid. I heard that particular comment and and it seemed like they have no idea when he's going to be back.
2: Because if it, if it's that nerve, it means he could, the muscle could be okay, but he's feeling a pain, which it might kind of not be there, and so he can't trust what he's feeling as to whether that's truth or not coming out. And so in the, in those instances, yeah, don't play him until that gets sorted.
0: Mm. Yep, I agree. Um, but we missed him. We missed him. Yeah. Speaking of blows that we didn't miss, was there any reason we played David McKay? Um, surprisingly, six and twelve for eighteen. Uh, look, I don't. Um, another, another guy that I I will never question D Max Endeavour, uh, and he did a couple of nice things. Um, no, he was
2: he was our relief for our backline because uh, I was very is relieved out there. No. <laughs> Because Smithers and Miller are out there, mm. so you've got to have that player who can swap with Brown mm. and Kelly oh, yeah. and give them a rest on the bench. Yeah, if it wasn't so for D Mac, we
0: wouldn't have won by 95 points. He was the difference. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. We've got a young lad in the two show who's been playing the lights out all season.
2: Yeah, I this really want to see This is the Gold Coast. It. Why did it we would play, have been the
0: perfect match, yet, Why don't we play match. Benny Davis? Come on. We play him against the... We set him up for failure against the Cats. We drop yeah. him against the Power, and then we take him on the on the road trip to bloody Gold Coast and don't play him. What the hell? Like, it's ridiculous. Um, really glad to see Tyson Stengel get a run. Uh, I thought he was uh, pretty decent uh, as a small forward. Uh, 10 disposals, kick 3 goals uh, 1, which is what he's there for uh, 3 tackles um,
2: A lot of He did a lot of really good movement up the ground yep. even though he's small forward playing deep but he's doing what I've seen in the SNFL with him there were a couple of times where he kind of held back a little bit before he then tried to put the defensive pressure on and so he just kind of missed that little bit but I think that's that change yeah. Um, in that, even though it was only goal goals, it's there still is that bit of a, a step up between our SANFL and AFL? Oh, yeah, yeah but, um, but
1: but but like but he was positive... with Shoal. It was a good game to bring him in for Nick.
0: Yeah, yeah, and oh, you know completely. he only kicked three goals, so you can bet your life that Dougie would be in next week um, because it was, Dougie would have shown some good form not playing for the SANFL. Um, Uh, Eddie Betts did what Eddie should have done and kicked six. Uh, Had 16 kicks, which was good. I thought he worked reasonably hard, Eddie, uh, considering he didn't really have to. Um, But he's another player that I need to uh, show something in a tight game only when it's 50% disposal efficiency, uh, which was a bit disappointing. Of the rest, uh, Lockie Murphy uh, continues to underwhelm. Uh, Josh Jenkins did what he had to do kicking four. Kyle Hardigan, I thought, was very good down back. Uh, Talia didn't have much to do and uh Tex looked like he could have had a game a kick three um, but probably didn't get it enough because it wasn't given to him enough
1: <laughs> I think that's a good yep. summary because he was doing very well at getting it when it was uh, yeah. near him yeah and uh, so many times he just oh, we just missed him for, too often we made the space and just kicked it to nobody
0: we just missed him far too often uh, our, our entry uh, um now, Howard Gray on, uh, on Facebook has said, Crowcast is fast becoming unlistenable, just knock, knock, knock. Well, you know, two weeks ago, Howard, we got pummeled by uh, Port Adelaide in a match that would have sent us into the top four had we won. How long f- further do you want to wait for this club to actually do something? how long further do you want to wait so no this isn't a this isn't a crows podcast to slap the boys on the back if you want to go and listen to one of those podcasts feel free but if you want some honest uh analysis um from a group of supporters that actually want the club to succeed then keep listening it's up to you um yeah, so overall it was pretty underwhelming, but I guess that's, that's all we could have expected um, from a game against Gold Coast. And really the question out of the game is how long more can the AFL sustain
1: Gold Coast playing the way that they are? And I think it's a huge question, absolutely a huge question, because um, the, their players are now at, at the stage, and um, despite my comment about Stuart before, Jew before, he, I know that Stuart Jew can coach. And, and you could see the frustration in, in that poor guy's eyes when he uh, was watching what what, he, what was uh, unfolding before his eyes. He, he said they got belted last week by uh, Richmond and 80-something points of, of memory. Um, and you would have thought on their home ground they would have made some effort to redeem it. And there was nothing. that. They think they're trying. Those lads think they're trying, but they're not trying. Oh, they I really don't even are. think
0: half of them do think that, Mac. The amount of skill errors was horrific. Um, and that's you could see half the time, Dewey was just like, uh, how, how do you account for that? I mean, these, these, these lads have gone through the system. They're all high draft picks. They train every week. Some of the uncontested skill errors were just horrific. Yeah, and look...
1: Brisbane were in a very very poor shape at one particular stage. They put Noble in there. The AFL really seduced Noble off of the at the Crows to go up there and to uh, put uh, some backbone and structure behind the club. And mm. they've got a coach that uh, is uh, an experienced coach and a man manager of people. Then their selection of uh, who's going what players to bring into the club. That, I mean, there's been a lot of thought and a lot of background put into that. And it's not just happened because of, you know, it's the flu. There's been uh, a lot of planning, a lot of work gone into that for that to happen. And whereas the Gold Coast, it seems to be just sitting there mouldering away and just getting worse and worse and worse. It's no point giving them a priority pick one or priority pick two because those kids will want to leave. And nobody would want to stay there as it is at the moment. So they've got two choices. They could either spend another complete fortune creating a proper structure for them that makes them uh, much more desirable to stay at or move it to Tasmania where you've got the Tasmanian government has already said they'll put in money in to help support a team down there and move it down there and I think that would also strengthen Brisbane because they have a whole state behind them rather than being split uh, so I just think that it would be if I, if I was running the AFL I would move the Gold Coast down to Tasmania
2: as I said in the chat, though the problem is, they won't admit they made a mistake regarding Gold Coast. That
1: is the problem, Nikki. That yep. is the problem.
0: Yeah, so I, I wouldn't. Thoughts? Well, I wouldn't move them. I'd just fold them. I, I don't think it would be fair uh, to Tasmania to send that rebel down there. I would actually, actually, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, it needs to start. I, I mean, uh, think about how negative that would be to Tasmania. To send Gold Coast down there. Uh, Like, even if, like, you need to scrap it and just, you might move the infrastructure down to Tasmania, but don't give it any association to the Gold Coast Suns because they are a rabble and they just need to be folded up. And look, the NRL have been able to do it uh, with a couple of Gold Coast teams in the past. um, And I think the AFL need to uh, have the courage to admit that it's not working. Uh, and it's not likely to work. I mean, can any of you... I actually thought last year Gold Coast were on the right track and it's quite shocking yeah. to me that they are, they've are they capitulated the way they have. And it, just, it, it just... They weren't terrible last year and they had a bit of talent. But it just shows you... I mean, they've lost a couple, but it just shows you that um, the players aren't invested up there.
1: They're just not invested Definitely in not. the
0: club. Definitely not.
1: And, and and amongst that playing list there now, the, uh, at the end of this season, there'll be another two or three that will want to move on from there. Uh, they, there's already talk of um, Martin wanting to move, um, yeah. and, and he's one of their quality players. Yep. Um, so the future them them, I just think, is going to get worse and worse. And, and, and
0: well, and, and the Ralfield, trouble is, trouble is, Mac, i no sorry problem. to cut you off. Um, but the trouble is that we're dealing with young lads' careers because 75% of those kids, they will stagnate on that list uh, and they probably don't deserve to and they probably would have got some better development uh, and some better opportunities at uh, better run clubs. And so you're dealing with the young lads' careers um, and I just don't think it's fair for them to be sent up to what really must be a bit of a rabble Um And just to sit there and languish and and hope that they get picked up by another uh, club after their first contract.
1: I mean, how long have they been in there now? How many years is it? Six, isn't it? Um, I'll have to look it up.
2: Hang on.
1: Six or eight. It's It's long enough. But it is long enough, and... and, uh, the Gold Coast is not one sporting team that's ever worked there. Not one no, of, there any isn't. Kind, of any kind, of no. any um, It Doesn't matter what the, the denomination of the sport is. It, ten, it just yeah, ten I it was ten, ten years. two thousand and
2: nine.
1: I was going to say that. Thinking, I thought no, that might be out might be wrong, but um, it seems like it was for, for bloody ever. And they've, they, if you draw a graph of them, they had a little rise originally, and then it's just as. Uh, a Downhill, slow slide, and it's just the steep, it's getting steeper and steeper and steeper. And yeah, there, there's no future. No, nope. I don't well, agree. It, I don't agree. Just, just
2: thing. yeah, just like correction. So, they were given the license in 2009, they had two years to plan. they first started playing in
0: 2011. In yep, that sounds right. So, seven years on the deck, mm-hmm. and they spent that two years yeah. trying to get
1: out Gary Avelet. Basically, it was their ninth playing year, ninth playing year,
0: anyway. Uh, they're crap, and that's a Tuesday night live discussion, which I'm sure we will have. Uh, but in the meantime, before we wrap up proceedings here, uh, Nikki, would you like to have a quick comp- cockwomble or would you like to leave it <laughs> until uh, no, Tuesday? No, I'm not. On,
2: I'm not on Tuesday.
0: You're not on Tuesday.
2: No, i was supposed to be on this week, so it's a Maca week, even though.
0: Well, that's unless
2: you of, want me to swap and come on.
0: I don't really care. Do what you want. But let's have a cockwumble.
2: Definitely. Underground, overground, wumbling
0: free. Go for it, Nick.
2: All right. So, um. Umpire in the Hawthorne uh, Fremantle game where Tom Scully throws his leg out, trips up a Fremantle player, Um, no free kick is paid. Uh, Fremantle players uh, question the decision, and the umpire says, oh, it was accidental. So for that umpire, rule 1545, um, (laughs) prohibited contact and payment of free kick, (laughs) Uh, G to that is trips or attempts to trip an opposition player whether by the use of hand, arm, foot or leg. Doesn't matter if it's accidental or not.
1: It is um, That is stupid. That is stupid. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, absolutely utterly stupid. It was a free kick any day of the week. So I just thought with that one because I just watched it at the time and heard him say that and went, dude, you need to learn your rules. That's what you're actually out there for.
1: Uh, well, Nikki, I'd like to nominate uh, Ken Hinckley. <laughs> uh, and Isn't this just surely, a standing nomination? <laughs> almost, but surely. I mean, uh, two weeks ago uh, they were Macca. He he, he said they weren't trustworthy.
0: Macca, yeah. you get your sweet and smacks, and for the last <laughs> three sweets and smacks, you have gone so hard at Port Adelaide. You are obsessed. I mate. love it. You are
1: obsessed. I,
0: I am. You're obsessed. And, but,
1: and back, but back to the cockwomble.
0: No, 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 because you you say the same things every week. So until you get some new no, material but, on Port Adelaide... And he doesn't say this every but week. You've re- but you've already said that. You've already said yeah, that.
2: Yeah, and you that, you're going to have your and suspect. You could do it there because I have the ultimate cockwomble and it's a joint nomination for Damien Barrett and Kane Corns.
0: Oh, God.
2: Who, on the, yep, on the Sunday football show decided to have a go at Pike and the rest of our coaching box, who were laughing during the last quarter. It is. And the reasoning behind it was because Stuart Jew, in his after-match press conference, um, actually said, "Because did you look the Adelaide box in that last quarter? You know, that stinks. Now, I Sorry? watched... So Stuart Jew was, in his after-match press conference, actually talked about, you know... And he was just saying the game. um, And he said to those journalists in the room, you know, you saw how, basically saying, you saw how relaxed the Adelaide coaching box was in the last quarter. That stings. Now, to me, and the way he said it and the context of it was that they were so relaxed coaching. They knew they didn't have that. It's not that they were laughing against um, what the Gold Coast was doing. Of course they they weren't. weren't. They were. They, I know the moment they were actually laughing at, it was uh, uh, Eddie's kind of mark yeah. from the, the, the miss kick, and it was yeah. just like, oh, my God, you know. It's that kind of thing of everything's going our way. Now, you have Damien Barrett who brought it up and then goes, oh, we don't know what the context of this is, but it's not good. Dude, you're supposed to be a journalist. One of the things you're supposed to do is find out what the context is, which showed that he didn't watch the game. And then you have Kane Collins trying to back him up on the Sunday footage, going, oh, Don Pike was laughing hysterically. That's not a hysterical laugh, Kane. That's a chuckle. I don't think he actually knows what humour is and how people actually react to humour. Uh, but the good thing was Tony Jones and pretty much everybody else in the panel pulled him up, going, "So we're not allowed to smile and laugh in a coaching box." And. You don't know what they were laughing at, but you're going to have a go at them for something that you don't know what they were laughing at. So,
0: mm. yeah. All right. Well, we can do that, Nick. That's fine. I don't even know what it is. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think we give Nicky but- Cogwell... Anyway, look, we're going to wrap it up. It's, I don't, I can't believe that we've spent one hour and 35 minutes talking about the most ridiculous game of football that's been played this season, but apparently we can talk. So uh, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you very much to Ryan at uh, Smith Partners Real Estate for his ongoing support. Uh, thank you to Down to Earth Electrical as well um, and Scorpus, uh, a.k.a. Tim. Uh, at Hardware Unboxed uh, and also thanks obviously to all of our patrons on Patreon if you want to follow the Crowcast and support us uh, go to patreon.com forward slash AFL Crowcast or click the Patreon button at aflcrowcast.com Guys, that was a struggle. The game was a struggle. We've got Essendon next week, which will be much more of a test for us. Uh, so join us on Tuesday Night Live as we uh, preview that game a little bit uh, with Peter and Donkey as well. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Maka. Yes, I'll
1: see you Tuesday and night.
0: thanks, everyone, for joining us on the chat. See you, okay, guys. Night
2: all.